Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 139 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. And as usual, you sound exactly the same every single week. How do you do that? It's the same recording. I just (laughs) changed the number. Okay. (laughs) And you just hit delete. Yep. I'm pretty impressed. The way I say my name depends on my mood, I think. And today is not the greatest day. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. It's all right. (laughs) Say your name again. My name is Barbara. That's pretty upbeat. I like it. Okay. I think I think that's a positive. If Thank not, you. you're faking it well. I mean, at least we have a short week this week. Yeah, I just cracked a single central with the patient sitting in my office. And <laughs> oh, he was not a happy man, but uh, it happens, I guess. So Don't you just put it up in the oven and heal that crack? Isn't that what everybody no, does? No, the draconia and the doctor grabbed oh. the hell out of the lingual, sent him over here, and I think he created a microfracture. So then I ran it up to... Put a little color on it and it came down broken. That doesn't happen very often. That really sucks. So how do you handle that? I mean, do you just tell the patient, SOL, call your doctor? What's the protocol? No, I was super smart. They drove an hour away. I grabbed the model. I said, well, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, these things happen. And I grabbed the model and I'm in the process of making him another single central and I'm going to have it there Monday. And a gift card for his gas. And yeah. Oh, nice. That's nice. Yeah, Yeah. we try. Yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do at that point. There's no quick fix. Nope. You just got to grin and bear it. So happy almost Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I imagine night is working on Thanksgiving. Don't you guys (laughs) crank through these holidays? Yeah, we used to work the day after and we finally don't even work on Friday. So no, we Thanksgiving and the Friday after off. Yay. Nice. Yeah. Same thing here. Looking forward to it. We've been uh, pretty busy. I mean, last week really increased in a lot of business. Yeah. Feels great, but uh, makes that long, long weekend even better. Yep. Big plans, traveling, family. You're not supposed to. I wouldn't do that anyways, but no. (laughs) It's a trick question. No, we're doing uh, Thanksgiving this Sunday with part of the family and then Thursday with the other part of the family. And yeah, but I'm no traveling. Yeah, our annual tradition of the Brazilian steakhouse and the casino is out this year, so we don't know what we're going to do. Try cooking a turkey. What? (laughs) My own food? That's absurd, right? (laughs) (laughs) So this week, we are back in Texas, wrapping up the live, not live, from the Argon booth at the DLAT conference. Our new best friend, Keith Wilson, the local Oregon rep, (laughs) kept us busy all day talking to attendees at the only place brave enough to have an in-person dental meeting, the Dental Lab Association of Texas. So this week we talk with Jason Stubbs, who has been crucial in getting the word out about the great stuff happening in Texas, and talks about the vibe going on during the conference. Then we talk to one-woman lab superstar, Bianca Nethery, CDT, who talks about the pros and cons of working by herself and learning the craft in Germany where she grew up. And then we end the whole show with Mel Thorpe, CDT, who came to the Texas show from Kansas, who tells the story of his horrible accident leading him into a career that he enjoys 40 plus years later. Nice. So join us from the Argon booth at the DLAT with Jason Stubbs, Bianca Nethery, 
and Mel Thorpe. Hey, Barbara, have you heard about Oradent and their new partnership? You mean up? 3D, Elvis? Exactly. The new P5 milling machine by Up3D. Is it another private label milling machine on the market? Actually, no. That's the cool thing. Up3D actually manufactures their own mills. Wow, that's awesome. What is the P5 milling machine offering? Well, for starter, the P5 is a 5-axis efficient dry mill. All right, so that's super ideal and totally convenient, but what about the quality of the milling? Well, it boasts software that produces high precision and fast milling. It can mill a crown, get this, in 14 minutes. And the tool life yields about 60 to 80 hours of quality restorations. Wow, that must be super expensive software, do tell. The cam nasting software is included at no additional cost. Come on, that's a super great cost savings for any lab. Budget friendly without compromising any of the performance. All right, so let's talk about price. Well, the funny thing is it retails for only $18,000. Wow, that's a super game changer for labs of all sizes, big and small. Under twenty k, a small lab can now do their own milling instead of outsourcing. But don't forget the medium and larger labs can benefit big time from this too. The Up3D recently opened a home office in California near Oradent. So does that mean the mill ships from California and the remote technical support is also in California? Yes, Barbara, you are correct. Obviously, as always, they are both in the United States in Southern California. All you got to do is call our friends over at Oradent, 1-800-422-7373. Or you can visit their website at Oradent.com. We appreciate your support of the podcast, Oradent. Thank you. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Howdy, Elvis. Howdy, Barbara. Hi, Jason. Jason, I know you from online, yeah. man. You are all over yeah, the place. Yeah, nice to put a voice with a with a Facebook friend. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Live, not live, from the Argon booth at the DLAT meeting. Now, this is the first meeting that's gone live since COVID. The, since COVID, are we Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we were nervous, but we knew we had to push through this thing. And uh, I want to say I believe it is a complete success. Awesome. Nice. So we're here with Jason Stubbs. You are the secretary of the DLAT. Yes, sir. And you're also a lab owner? Yes, sir. I'm a dental technician. Well, I'm no longer a lab owner. Um, My wife is. Okay. And due to a divorce, I don't own anything. <laughs> Long story. Wow. So are you currently working at a lab? Yes, sir. I'm the general manager and I'm the head technician. I do dentures, crowns, partials, specialize in implants. So yeah, every day. Yeah, that's nice. Every day. Can you give us an overview of the energy of the meeting and how's it going so far? Overwhelmingly positive. You know, we expected the low traffic and all of the vendors and all of the attendees and the speakers are like, well, we anticipated this. We're here to support you. Not that it was as slow as people thought, though. That's awesome. Um, Guys that don't want to get on and log on and do the webinars or anything online or they needed to find a product or see a salesman, they got to. 
everybody seems extremely happy. So what's it like? So is everybody wearing masks and all of the vendors are a little more separated now, but I'm sure everybody's super happy to be at a meeting. Yes, they are. Everybody's really happy. And it's, hey, buddy, I see masks. I see hand sanitizer and social distancing. But I also see some hugs going on when nobody's looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Do you have a number of people that showed up? Yes, we're just about 100 people Sweet. showed up. Awesome. And then we have 250 badges, attendees. Now, some of those may be online. But we have over 250 badges in the system right now. Fantastic. How many people were at the show last year? Oh, I think it was almost 400. Yeah. That's still not bad considering we were there last year. And when you guys originally were going to have this event in March, Barb and I had plane tickets. We were ready to go. Let me tell you something. We were so disappointed that it didn't happen. Our projections were over 550. Wow. Wow. And that we had sold our booths out by February 1st, had to revamp the exhibit hall because we needed to make more spaces. We sold out again. We were actually kind of scrambling to make sure we had enough badge holders, lanyards, class captains. We are anticipating doubling our class captain size to help. So the whole thing is was so disappointing, but it was expected. But it just it crushed us. And we've spent, what is it, six months getting to this point. We've come up with a lot of innovative ideas like the one direction exhibit hall one way in one way out keep cross-contamination down we have no servers serving food we did box lunches that you pick up and take to your table Mm -hmm. Uh, we had one seat for the entire weekend for your classes in one classroom Hmm. so no cross-contamination nice and then our badgeless system that Cade came up with really kept us from having to touch people, hand people pencils, things like that. Yeah, It's just a great situation. And everybody's talking about this meeting too, because I think this is the very first in-person meeting of the year. And everybody was just so happy. Elvis and I have been talking about it on the podcast that we're just grateful. You know, you guys are going to launch it. And then I think the fun and sun's coming up. So it looks like some meetings are coming back. So super stoked about it. I miss networking and seeing people and talking to people and It's nice. Yeah. And, you know, we're basically the first big show in 2021, too. So we're hoping that we're really going to get a lot of people that want to get out there after all this is over and safety. And we know more about COVID because Chicago has been pushed back and some other things. It's a great opportunity for us. So is your next year show set up for March again? You going to do that quick turnaround? Yes, sir. March 26th and 27th. I literally start the Facebook blast on Friday. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> We're extremely fortunate. We've already sold. I believe we have commitments on 13 booths already. Awesome. We wow. have sponsorships already set in place. We're setting people up with printers for badge holders. We already have lanyards. We're going to be selling some of the AV breaks, the AV stuff and the coffee breaks. We've already had people interested. So We're just really excited. And you know, that's really a good um, showing also, because one of the things that everybody was worried about is what vendors were going to do. Were they going to travel? Were they going to sponsor? And if you already have 13 lined up, that's a really good positive thing for us. That means other shows, you know, the same thing. Well, Texas is a unique situation. We have so many great reps within driving distance of our show. That's what makes us unique. People can drive in if they have to. We had people drive in from Houston, San Antonio to come and man these booths. We were seeing some salesmen we haven't normally seen. But I do think that Dallas, with their progressive stance on COVID, 
you know, making it easier. I think that our show is going to have a lot of, a lot of travel next year. Fantastic. And I, there's a lot of people that need to start making sales. Yeah. So I hear you on that. Have you noticed a lot of attendees that flew in or is it pretty much all local drive? Cause I know a lot of people are worried about flying. Yeah, I have, I know of one person that flew in, she said it was incredibly safe and she actually felt very comfortable, but we did have the majority of people drove in, mm. which I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be traveling in a month and I'm going to be driving. So, yeah, but you got a lot of speakers I know coming in from out of state. Yes. So, and I don't know who flew and who drove. And we also brought some people in via live stream. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Tom Zaleski live streamed yesterday. It worked very well. And you know, Cade, very technical, very good with it. It went off flawlessly. So that's awesome. Yes, sir. So is it a um, two-day? Is it Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, or is it only Saturday today? It's Friday, Saturday. Okay. We actually start on Thursday. We have a little party. We get together. But Friday, Saturday, we have the exhibit hall and classes. Nice. So, yes. And it's over about 2 o'clock today. Wish I was there. Well, we do miss y'all. <laughs> we are here, I guess. It's live, but not live. Right, Elvis? Yep. It's a good tagline. <laughs> How was the president's reception last night? Um, I can't remember. So it was pretty good. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Aww. That's the way they should be. <laughs> yeah, I think I think most of us were pretty exhausted. So I think it was about 12 o'clock we got to bed. But yeah, it was pretty good. The hotel is low capacity because of COVID. So we kind of had our way around the hotel and they really opened it up for us. With This venue is fantastic. So we got to sit outside, Texas weather. October, I think it was about 70 degrees at nice. 8 o'clock last night. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it was perfect. So what are you doing the rest of the day? Are you going to be just, uh, are you going to classes? Are you going to watch the, uh, well, who's your keynote speaker? Our keynote was Ricky Braswell, a motivational oh, nice. speaker. Yeah, I know her. Elvis and I know her. Yeah. Remember, we had her on the podcast back in yes, March because we, we thought we were hyping up for that show. That's right, I remember. Yeah. Very well received. Very good speaker. When we did our internet blast, finding out who people wanted to see, she was 74% of the response. Wow. I mean, greatly, overwhelmingly more than anybody else. And we were so happy. And we're going to see a new relationship develop with her. She's going to help us with some other things. So we're very excited to get her in here. Awesome. And my day today, I am actually the regulatory speaker at 12 o'clock. Oh, So I am uh, rehearsing it because I'm not a professional speaker. I make teeth yeah, and I tell people what to do and I sell stuff, yeah. but I'm not a speaker. So we're going to see how this goes. Well, good luck to you. I hope it goes great. I'm sure it will. Yes, ma'am. What are you talking about? Actually in Texas, we have some strange laws when it comes to dental technology, dental labs. And I'm going to tell people how to use those laws to actually get clients. Hmm. So in the state of Texas, you have to have a CDT on premise for 30 hours to own a lab. So you call the state board and you say, hey, this lab doesn't have a license. And they say, it's not our problem. It's not until the doctor gets in trouble and they review the records and see that they used an illegal lab and they find the doctor. So I go in and I give a class to dentists and I explain it. And when you're the lab telling them, not bad mouthing any labs specifically, but when you're telling them what goes on, they check it out, find out their labs illegal. You're the first lab in the room who gets the work. Wow. Interesting. 
So that law requiring CDTs to be in the lab doesn't even really get affected until a dentist gets caught using the lab that doesn't have a CDT. Yes, sir. And it ha- it has happened. That's interesting. I just explain it because a lot of us are introverts and a lot of us don't read the laws. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, see what it takes to get a lab license. Yeah. So it's literally just using steps that are already there to benefit yourself. And you don't have to badmouth anybody. You're not liable in any way for anything. So it works very well. I have picked up nine clients using that technique. Wow. Wow. Fantastic. That's cool. Is there a lot of labs in Texas that are kind of flying under the radar? Yes. So by me, I'm a little bit out in the country. I Googled it when I came up with this idea and our Mm -hmm. president told me to develop it. I Googled it and there was 11 labs near me and eight of them on Google out of 11 didn't have a license. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So I went to that area, found a study club, told them that I can present a class for free. They said, well, we happen to have a cancellation in three weeks. Come in, gave the presentation. I'm nervous because I'm not a speaker. I'm looking at the screen. I turn around and there is 12 dentists on their phone checking licenses. (laughs) Seven of them were my clients. Five weren't. Within two weeks, every doctor in that office is a client. And they still are in two years. Fantastic. That's loyalty for you. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not something that every state can use. I mean, in Indiana, I can't do that. I mean, anybody can open up a lab in a garage. Yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, Washington has just passed a bunch of rules and they tend to be following the Texas rules. So we're hoping we see this take off across the country. Yeah. No, I I do. I hope it does. I hope I want regulation across the country. I know we've talked about it a lot on the podcast and we're both for it. Yeah. I'd like to see regulation when it comes into, you know, regulatory about how to get a license. But I'd also see some regulation in actually like how labs are run, specifically, you know, information, the way that they're kept and FDA. I'd like to see a little bit more in that because you would be surprised how that can actually benefit the field. People don't see it, but when you have all your ducks in a row and the doctors know that, you can actually become more efficient. But when somebody gets in trouble, you're already ready to go. It's just a better situation. Yeah. That's great. Yep. That's some cool. Sounds like you're going to have no problem speaking on stage. It sounds like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I used to be a big lab. So I had to get up and speak to people all over the place, technicians, dentists, and I kind of know what to say. My father used to say, Jason, we need some accounts. Go out and sell poop to a sheep herder. <laughs> Not that way. <laughs> but uh, And I would do it. So I kind of have that ability. But I mean, I'm just being honest with a doctor. I don't badmouth anybody. I let them look it up and figure it out. It's never good to sell by bad-mouthing other no. people. It, it never works. It makes yourself look terrible. Oh, yeah. And it's it's to me, it's, uh, it's unethical. And if you have to do that, there's probably something more wrong. There's probably more wrong with your lab than just not being able to get business. It's probably something you're doing. Yeah. So Sure. Well, that's great. I'm glad you guys pulled it me off. Too. I'm glad to hear that you got 100 people there, which is amazing to me. You guys are doing something good. Yeah. I was telling somebody at the booth earlier, you know, I'm really happy that we have a hundred people, but it's never enough with me. Yeah. So, and I'm hoping the spring that we hit more like 400. I think you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as people understand that we're actually in this for the profession, this isn't a business for us. We don't get paid. I think people are going to understand that we're, we're pro dental lab pro-dental technology, pro-dentistry, that more and more people are going to come. Yep. Agree. Well, good yeah. luck. Yeah. 
Have a great day. Thank you. Absolutely. Jason, we appreciate it. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And have a great day. You too. You too. I'll see you in March. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. Okay. Uh, this is Keith again. Keith, what's up, man? Hi, I've got Bianca here. Damn, you're great at this. And uh, so she's ready to she's ready to talk a little bit, do you? Man, Keith, you're going to come with us to every show we do. He's working it. Yeah, he is. Yes. My pleasure. I love doing this kind of stuff. Uh, we don't mess around in Texas. <laughs> okay, here's Bianca. Nice. Hey. Hey. And Bianca, what's your last name? Nethery. All right, spell it. N-E-T-H-E-R-Y. So I'm in Florida N-E. and Elvis is in Chicago. I'm not in Chicago. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that joke is so old. <laughs> I know, but it never gets old. I am in Indiana. 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 Well, here we are, DLAT at the Argon booth, live, not live. We're talking to Bianca Netherney. Did I say that right? Nethery with an R. Nethery. That's gross. Hey, a lot of people have problems with my last name. So, Bianca, <laughs> what are you doing at the Texas show? Well, I'm from Tyler, which is about two hours from here. Yeah. So, I like to see what's out. I like to be around people since COVID has shut us down. I was excited that we're still having this meeting. So, when it was like, we're having the meeting, are you still coming? Yes, absolutely. Nice. Wow. So, what do you do? Are you a dental technician? Yes, I'm a CDT, and I'm a owner of a Crown and Bridge Laboratory in Tyler, Texas. Female lab owner. I love that. What got you into this? Well, that's a funny and long story, but I've been in this business for 25 years. I'm originally from Germany. Wow. I went to school over there, and I worked there for 10 years, and I met my husband, who was in the United States Army, and he is from the Tyler area. So we moved back here about 15 years ago. And I worked in the lab for 13, and about two years ago, I opened my own. Two years ago, you said, I'm doing this. Yes, ma'am. I love that. What's the name of your lab? Elite Ceramics Dental Laboratory. Nice. So only Crown and Bridge? Yes. So what's it like been going through this COVID for you guys? Are you guys doing okay now? I know you probably weren't, but are you kicking it? Oh, yes. It's been busy. We were, 2020 started out phenomenal and COVID did definitely slow us down. It didn't shut us down completely, which I'm very thankful for. Um, But yes, since they allowed everybody, the dentists to go back to work, it's been record. Good for you guys. Yeah, everyone seems to be bouncing back really good. Yes. You learned the trade in Germany? Yes, sir. Yeah, so did you go to the school for it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, you have to to be able to call yourself a technician in Germany. You have to. It's about three and a half years of schooling. Nice. And we learn it all. We start with the model work, go through removables, go through fixed, and then we go back to partials. So how did you get into it? Like, I know you went to school, but did you have somebody or know somebody that was already a dental technician? Not really. I knew I wanted to work with my hands. Mm-hmm. So something that was sitting on a computer or retail, I wanted to work with my hands. Originally, I wanted to become a carpenter. I'm very, <laughs> talent, I'm very talented when it comes to woodwork and nice. stuff like that. That's not- I remodeled the entire inside of my house, so I'm still in it. But it was kind of hard as a girl to find a job because in Germany, they have to have separate 
bathrooms and all that and a lot of the carpentry places because it is such a man domain they don't have that available for girls so i would have had to move and in germany when you get out of school i was 15 mm-hmm. <laughs> so my mom was like you're 15 you're not moving away <laughs> yeah. a little little young, a little young. <laughs> so back then my uncle's brother's girlfriend was the receptionist at a dental lab and she goes you know that might be something for her to get into and that's how I ended up at a work interview slash workshop yeah and I got picked out of 35 people wow, wow. that's an amazing story thanks so it's a yeah. little different cutting two by fours and making crowns yes it is it is absolutely different. Yeah. So it had to have been weird kind of getting into teeth without having that knowledge. Yes. And and that's it's it's also very interesting because most of the people don't know that there are lab technicians. I mean, oh, you go no. to the dentist, you get your teeth worked on at the dentist, and the dentist seats your final restoration. There is no knowledge of that there's actually somebody behind the scenes and I know that a lot when I go out for custom shades or whatever and they're all like, Oh, you're actually the one that makes them. And I'm like, yeah. And then they go uh-huh. like, where do you make them? And I was like, well, I do, uh, my, my doctors are local. So I tell them, well, I'm just actually up the, up the road. And they're all very interested in what we do and how it's done. They just don't know that there is actually somebody else besides the doctor behind it. Yeah. Sure. Are you at the bench yourself? Yes. I'm a one man slash one woman show. <laughs> one woman show. What's your favorite? What's your yeah. favorite? What, what do you what do you love to do most? I like porcelain. Porcelain is what I do. I had great mentors when I started this journey. So I, I love to do porcelain. I love to stack porcelain. I do have to say when I opened my own laboratory, I did jump into the digital world head on. And like I said earlier, I really want to work with my hands. So I never thought that I really would like the digital, but mm-hmm. I really have to say I do. It has freed up a lot of the work that we actually have to do with our hands. And I can focus more on the little fun things. Yeah. And you can use your brain and your skills. Exactly. Yeah. So as a one woman lab, are you milling? Are you full in or are you outsourcing the milling? Nope. I am full in. That was one of the things that I wanted to do it. I wanted to have it done in my lab. That way, if there is an issue, it's on my end. So when a doctor calls and say, hey, this is going on, it's me. I don't have to go, okay, I understand what you're saying. And then I hang up with him or her. And then I have to call to my outsourcing partner and say, hey, this is what's going on. What's going on? How can we fix it? I don't have that. It's me. I wanted to have that control. I wanted to have my doctor to know when they call me, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you milling? Zirconia, Emacs, all of it? I mill zirconia and say this really quietly. I do some implant abutments. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of the way it goes, right? Well, and I did a lot of the research because I asked if I needed to apply for, and I talked to last year when I was at the, at the show here. Uh, his name just, I had it on the tip of my tongue and it just flew up. Gary Morgan. <laughs> yes, I talked to him and I said, if I need to apply for it, and he goes, no, you don't. As long as you have the prescription from the dentist, which since we are prescription only based business, 
that is not the question. And if you follow all the guidelines, if you have all your literature that you need, that it's all approved and it's all within the system, you don't. Yeah. Just follow the rules. And what I hear, it's not that big of a deal. People make it out a bigger deal than what it is. I keep all my, my papers and everything so I can always go back and say, this is what we did. This is when we did it. This is what we used. And there should not be an issue. Nice. What mill are you using? I have the Amman Gebach motion oh, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So your mill and zirconia, centering it and then finishing yeah. it. Are you just yeah. staining glazing or are you using like Mio or something? I'm fixing. I'm very interested in the Mio. That's probably going to be my next thing. Do that it. I'm going to <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have done some cutbacks. I have the VM9 that I like to layer. I press lithium desilicate. Oh, okay. I use GC. Yep. GC. Yeah, um, I like it a lot. Yeah, I have heard good things. very positive feedback from my doctors. And I do some combination cases where I do the Lisi and Zirconia due to big span bridges on the posterior. But my doctor prefers the lithium disilicate on the anterior. So it blends great. Yeah. Awesome. Do you do a lot of chair side? I mean, with being one person, it's hard to get away, but... Do you ever go in and help seat and do adjustments? I have done that. The bigger the case, the more likely I will be there. Yeah. Nice. Yes. And like I said, with doing mostly uh, only so far local dentists, I'm very blessed. I have a very good working relationship with all my dentists. And I can come and see, or if I have something, I, hey, I would like you to try this out. You're going to be my guinea pig. <laughs> um I do, I do have something. I, you know, I, I do have doctors. I do that with. I'm like, I'm gonna throw you in the water. We'll yeah. see if we think or swim. It usually, we've been very fortunate to nice. work, have a great working relationship. Do you advertise a lot, or do you have enough work and you don't need more? Or? Well, I have a couple of doctors that I'm fixing to retire here by the end of next year mm. that have already told me they're going to retire. I have three falling off for sure. Yeah. So. I would like to replenish those. And we've been thinking about how we can reach them. Usually I have an open house. Um, but like, again, COVID kind of shut us down on that. Sure. In Tyler, we have a lot of doctors. We have over 100 dentists. Wow. wow. So I usually visit them once a year, come just through with a, some candy and, you know, try to wiggle my way in through the front desk, you yeah, know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First stopping point. So yep. if you bring the girls something good to eat. And some pins and stuff like that. They're all excited. That is so true. Um, yes. Same way. If you can get in with those front office ladies, yes. they love you. And they will tell the doctor super bunch of praises for you. So that's genius. Good for you. Yes. yes. And when my, my husband works with me, he does my computer work and he does pickup and delivery. And sometimes when, when, I, when I said, okay, we need to order pins. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean we only need to order pins? I was like, you wait till you walk into the front offices with some pins and some candy. And he has made it himself that he walked in and the girls were kind of, because they saw that he had some papers in his hand and they were kind of, you know, turning away. And as soon as he pulled the little candy bag up <laughs> with the pins, they like literally turned back around. She goes, you brought us candy? <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, I can't believe it. You were right. I was yeah. like, of course I was right. What yeah. do you mean you can't believe it? <laughs> it's amazing so what candy can do. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> and you bring them cupcakes or donuts? Look out. Anything. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And I'm also trying to do stuff for my clients that I already have. So I'm always trying to do something for them because I do appreciate all their work. Oh, absolutely. You can't just accept their work and forget about them. You have to keep that relationship going. Yes, sir. You're a one-woman lab. Are you at the bench all day, all night, or do you try to have a little bit of balance? 
Well, before COVID, I was at the bench all day and all night. (laughs) Then then COVID made it a little bit easy, which was fun because I was able to spend time with the kids because, I mean, they were out since March. They were going back. Even though it's, I've been busy, I've been very fortunate. During COVID, I was able to deep dive into my software and into my mill and really maximize nice. my workflow. Yeah. Are you looking to expand? Are you looking to become a lab with multiple people or do you like going solo? Well, it's a difficult decision because looking at what happened during COVID and everybody was shut down and I have many friends that on their part, jobs got laid off. It was really nice for me to see that in this particular situation, I didn't have to worry about an employee. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, it's tough. That I make enough money to de- pay their salary so their family's taken care of. Yeah. It was just me. In, you know, few years, would I like to have some help to take some of the workload off of me? Absolutely. But with this time, nobody knows what's really going to happen. So, yeah. No, I get that. It's difficult when you have a lot of people, you know, if you have a lab of, you know, 20 some odd people that aren't working, it's tough. Yes. It's tough. But it's got to be tough doing it by yourself, too. So, (laughs) Yes, yes. And my my doctors are very spoiled. So if they have a rush case and they call me, uh, for me to absolutely say no has to be a situation like this where I'm actually not in the in town that's the only time i say no yep. so if they call me and say hey i need this by you know tomorrow yeah i usually do it yeah well that's that's a great service that a lot of bigger labs can offer correct so how do you handle going on vacation do you just call your offices and say hey listen i'm going out for a week deal with it i do have to say uh even the lab i worked before i actually have a lot of the same clients when i told my boss that i was planning on opening my own he since I was the only one that was running his Crown and Bridge department, he was like, okay, I'll just shut it down. Mm-hmm. And he was actually the one that said, you make sure you go to all our clients and tell them you're opening your own. They should send their work to you and I will tell them the same. So I have been very fortunate. Wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was, I myself was not prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> he said that to me. But so I have a lot of the same clients. And so they are used to me. If I say, hey, I'm going to be on vacation that they're just scheduled around that. Nice. Yeah. And, and it's not a, like a spontaneous thing. So I was like, I give them plenty of notice, say, this is the week I'm going to be gone. This is what you need to block out. And for the last 15 years, that has worked just fine. Wow. I can't believe the lab you left. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. shut down that department. You can have mm-hmm. it all. That's insane. Yep. Yes, very much. <laughs> very much. Talk about hit the ground running. Yes. Yes. So that's why I was like, you know, even from the day I opened, I, I have never not made any money. So like I said, I have been beyond fortunate. Yeah. I, like I said, no, I can't explain the, the gratitude I have. That sure. You can hear it. Great. Voice. Yep, for sure. How are you enjoying the meeting? Are you, is it nice to get out? Yes, I like it. I like it a lot. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. I was wanting to see, and I always like seeing things. And it's funny, sometimes the lectures, I think I'm going to get the least out of. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to take away more than I thought I would. Nice. Um, That's a nice. great comment. With me being crown and bridge, you know, there are sometimes a lot of denture. And, and so I was like, well, you know, but no, I, I do I do still enjoy coming here and, and just seeing what other people do. And it's it's very informative. 
Nice. Well, we appreciate it, Bianca. That is a great story. We love hearing from one person, male or female labs, because, <laughs> you know, we really don't always get that on the podcast. And it's it's nice to hear that perspective. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. yeah we great appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Here is Keith. Thank you. Thank Y'all you. have a great day. Yeah, you, too. you too. Bye. Bye. Hey, Elvis. This yeah. is Keith. How you doing? Doing well. Good. I have one more person here. Yeah. And then I think we'll be done for the day. Yeah. We appreciate you, man. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. Any, anytime. It's my You're pleasure. Awesome. I'm going to get Mel over here. He's from Kansas. So we've got people from Kansas, Oklahoma. Got a lot of speakers out of town. Yeah. Just a number of manufacturers here. So we're really enjoying the meeting. Finally getting out to see people. Heck yeah. I know and, I'm jealous. I am. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Mel, are you ready? Okay, Mel, come on over here. Elvis is in the house. You want to talk to him? Elvis, Elvis is here. Oh, I'm Where you at, Elvis? In the house, not in the house. I see. How are you doing today? I'm in my house. I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Well, I'm here at the DLAT meeting and having a good time getting the old gray matter stirred up for this old brain. I have heard it does DLAP. I like that. DLAP. DLAT. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, we call it. DLAT. <laughs> Everybody says, what is that? <laughs> What's your last name, Mel? Forp. What is it? It's Mel Forp CDT. I've been a CDT. This is my 45th year. I hold three CDTs, crown and bridge, full denture, and partial denture. Why I haven't got a couple more, I don't know. I think it's a time, time, and time, you know. Yep. Sounds like you got the energy to get them all, though, Mel. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm still passionate. I've been doing this, started my first day in a lab, January 2nd, 1970. Wow. And I've been at it, this is my 50th year, and uh, with all the new innovations and digital stuff, I mean, even though I'm a dinosaur, it's got me on fire again. I want to learn how I can do all my analog stuff that I've got experience doing. Only transition into making it an easier workflow with digital. I've been buying digital equipment for my lab for over five or six years because I saw the need to do that. And uh, I'm excited. I just need to learn more. I need more hands-on. Got a lot of techniques that I would like to learn how to do digitally that I've always been doing analog. And so it's got me fired up to find the right people to rub elbows with and have them jump me through some of those hoops. Yeah. So, Mel, you know the exact day you started back in 1970. How did you get yeah. started in this? How did you learn oh, about dental technology? It's kind of a long story, but it's a true story. I had a bad car wreck when I was 19 years old, oh. and I got crushed underneath the truck that flipped. I fell halfway out, and it fell oh. on top of me and crushed me underneath it. Oh, my God. They even pronounced me dead at the hospital. Wow. But anyway, my whole face was crushed. Everything from the zygomatics arches down and my jaw was broke. And when I got to the point where they knew I was going to live, and about a week after being in intensive care, I met a oral surgeon in town. Mm-hmm. And he started coming in and consulting to me. He was going to reconstruct my facial bones, put everything back into place. So we got to know each other. He did the surgery. He wired every the my zygomatic arches together, or wired my jaw shut. I was wired shut for 22 weeks. Wow. So during this long period of time, Jim Alley was his name. 
very prominent surgeon in Wichita, Kansas, where I live. Yeah. So anyway, during this period of time, I got to know him. He'd come in and ask me, you know, talk to me. And I was a, in silversmithing in high school. Oh, okay. And my sister and my mom would come in and they'd show him jewelry that I made him. And he says, you're making this stuff? And I says, well, yeah. I says, it's, I'm kind of an artist guy and I like doing this stuff. And and I do better it than I do some of the English and stuff, you know. Yeah. Next thing I know, he says, well, you need to become a dental technician. I had no idea what a dental technician was. Mm. Anyway, he seemed to think uh, that I would kind of be a good candidate with the uh, silversmithing I'd been doing. And I got the feeling good enough to go back to work probably after Thanksgiving that year, maybe Christmas. And a guy that was my dad's neighbor when I was growing up was a dental technician. Hmm. Waldo Santander was his name. He had uh, immigrated from Chile. Wow. And he came from Chile to America in about 1964 to escape communism down there. Hmm. So anyway, he'd heard about me and he's a real family guy and he liked my family. And my little sister and his oldest daughter were real good friends. He invited me up to Kansas City. And putting me in the lab he was working in, which was True Holman, up on North Main Street. And I'll never forget it. It was an opportunity. It was like a kid in a candy store. Wow, this stuff's neat. It's like arts and crafts. Yeah, yeah. And so I started out in their Crown and Bridge department. And my first uh, job was $65 a week. And after two weeks, they said, hey, you're doing pretty good. You get $75 a week. <laughs> it's, it's never been about the money. It's always been like, you know, the day passes so fast when you're building stuff from nothing. Mm. And the science behind this stuff, knowing how to do the materials and learning the techniques and the, all the nathological knowledge you have to do to start restoring mouths is just, I never want to quit learning. I'm still learning today. I'm I'm still excited about this because what a wonderful career, 50 years, and I still like going into work every day. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and now the digital stuff that's coming along, boy, it's opening up so many new avenues that, you know, the learning. I was saying probably about 25, 30 years through my career, I could go to the seminars. Oh, I could put this seminar on. I could put that seminar on, this and that. It was kind of getting ho-hum. And then in a period of about 10 years, everything just flipped on me. I don't know anything anymore. It's just like, wow, there's so much out there to learn. But, you know, I I still feel young enough mentally and physically that I'm still uh, really enjoying this career. And I'll say technicians, they think, wow, I'm really so cool. I can make this and I can make that. But when you really look at it, it's combined knowledge that's layered upon layer that makes our artistry come to life. All these people that develop the materials and the equipment, they need to have their credit due because they give us the things we can work with to create these things. We couldn't, if we had to go make our own investments and alloys and waxes and all that stuff we probably wouldn't get very far no. so I, I hats off to these companies that develop all these things for us to use to work with this is a really good deal like argon who's where booth are at yeah right argon now. Yeah. yeah i'm a big argon customer i just got the new uh, e4 nice free shape scanner oh. and all the software yeah nice the red ring one and I can't wait to get it in the lab. It's probably coming in a week or two to get that thing out of the box and start running it through the gears. I've been, I've had a D900 for about five years. Yeah, you're going to be shocked at the speed. Yeah, I've only got the uh, Crown and Bridge 
and the parcel module on it. But now the digital dentures and the bar builder and custom abutments and model builder and all that stuff is, I want to get my hands on that. <laughs> yeah, you went all in. You got the complete package. Nice. Yeah. We've got a Sprint Ray printer and we got a Nova Mill, a Zirconia Mill. So I've got some pieces of the puzzle that just, we're just trying to learn how to utilize them all every day. Yeah. So are you a full service lab now? Yeah, I'm full service. Like I say, I started my own lab in March of 1976. I pretty much started out primarily more in removable because there was so many good ceramists when I was early in my career. And, and there wasn't that very many people that wanted to work on car bumpers, as they told me, parcels yeah. and dentures, you know. Yeah. The, the making the parcels is just like silversmithing to me. And I got off on that and started... I make a very, very nice parcel. I feel like one of the best you can find. And I didn't ever think I was going to be a denture man, but yeah, here I am. Yep. I'm kind of a denture man. too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, the crown and bridge back in the day, the ceramist that built the beautiful central that matched the central next to it was the ones that, you know, got all the glory and stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, now I look at it, all the experience I've had of, total restorations of mouth from having nothing or partial teeth. You know, when you get past a three unit bridge, things get more complicated. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And and I've enjoyed uh, that aspect of it. I like problem solving and uh, I feel like I've been fairly successful. I've had my business for 44 years now and it's still got a good reputation and I got doctors that lean on me to, to help them restore their patients. And it just makes me feel good about getting up and go to work every day. That's awesome. You can hear it in your voice, sir. Yeah. (laughs) How many technicians are at your lab? Well, you know, when the COVID hit. Yeah, we got to go through that. I had to furlough nine guys. Yeah. I'm back to about between six and seven right now, which, you know, we're at a lean, mean uh, spot right now where the numbers are keeping me moving forward and sure. instead of you know kind of lagging behind and not being able to keep all the bills paid it, it's it's helped me a little bit i hate to say that but you know uh, i've got a pretty lean mean crew and we're pretty efficient and uh we're doing pretty good right now i mean nice. it could have been a lot better year without the month yeah. of april was you know devastating yeah may was a little bit better than june kind of jumped up when all the doctors in Kansas started cranking it up again. We had a really good month in June and then it's kind of like dwindling off a little bit. I don't know where it's going to settle in at, but, but we can make it work with what we've got right now. We, yeah. we have pretty steady flow of work. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Thank God. Right. Yeah. Thank God. Are you still on the bench or are you more? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. They'll never get me off the bench. <laughs> Same here. You know, that's probably where my best spot is. Actually, I, I do go to a lot, a lot of the, a couple of three of the surgeons in town. I go do all on four conversions with them in their office, and I enjoy that part. Yeah, getting to see the other side of it. Some some of these surgeons just blow my mind how skilled they are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, Dr. Jason Wagle's taking me under his arm there in Wichita, and. He's worked with me, and I'm starting to learn a lot more of what they go through and what they need to get uh, conversions made where the patient heals up well. And then I hope I get to do the final restoration, which I like to use titanium bars. Yep. 
like a Montreal style. Yeah. And uh, we're getting into doing some full art zirconia. You know, everything's kind of growing, but uh, there's Chris Borms. He's a he's a good reference to. Uh, oh, is yeah. he there? To the free company. Yeah, he's right out. He's staring at me. Tell him he's not allowed to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's he's been a he, him and his dad. I started going to his dad seminars years ago, and they're such a good company to resource yes. with for oh for Preet and, and yeah technology and all that. They they help me out a lot. We yeah. love Preet. We love Chris. He was probably our fourth or fifth guest on this podcast years yeah. ago. <laughs> We love those guys. I don't know what they say about me when uh, my back's turned. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, but that's okay. I can take it. I've I've been having crap hang on hung on me ever since I came out of my mom's womb. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you, Mel? It sounds like you're growing big. Sounds like you're expanding oh, the new three shape. I mean, I will. I will have to tell you that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I feel like I get up and go to work for him every day. And uh, the doors, I don't know what it is, but as long as I've got it, health and an attitude that I like to go to work, I like to, to uh, try to use my skill I've developed to improve other people's lives. Nice. And uh, I think that's one of the things that keeps me going. This is, I never know how long I've got to go, but I'm going to enjoy every day I've got. Aww. And I'm going to use the skill I've developed to help other people, either through making something for them or if I can bring another technician along, help a doctor restore a patient, whatever it is. I, I never know. It's day by day. Yeah. It's good that you could still offer that, you know. I mean, a yeah. lot of people after 40 some odd years of doing the same thing doesn't have that passion. I didn't know what I was wanting to be when I was in high school and I tried a little college and I'm not the best student because I'm I'm dyslexic and a little ADD and a little off kelter, but you know, uh, I've got the skills on the other side for dexterity and problem solving and mechanical sense and I just fell into something that I couldn't have spent my life in a better way. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You still play with silver? Not too much. I, I There came a point I used to make wedding bands and stuff, and I still will once in a while, but it came to a point in my career that I can only do so much. And uh, there was a day I made the, the mind up that, hey, my uh, time is going to go to dentistry. Jewelry looks nice, and it's nice to wear, and it's pretty, but... When you're making something that goes in and improves somebody's life and they can eat and look better, it seems like there's more value in that to me. Jewelry's pretty, but it's not as functional as, you know, what people have to wear in their mouth. Yeah. So that that came to a time that I just couldn't do both, I don't think. I mean, not that I can't play around, but I spend too many hours on the bench for too many hobbies. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Last thing you want to do is go home and work on another metal. <laughs> there you go. I'll work on a car or play golf or something like that. You know, I like doing that kind of stuff. I'm still kind of semi digging hot rods. I used to build hot rods when I was younger. and eh, I'd like to get back to doing a little bit more of that game, but I, you know, I'm pretty happy with what I do yeah. and spend my time doing. You know, changing a life by helping a smile. It's yeah. hard to compete with that. It's like job satisfaction. And you know, I, 
Oh, you know, you go home tired and frustrated and stuff a lot and running the business is the hard part. The work is the joyful, easy part for me. Keeping everything lined out that the business is making money and paying its bills and you're getting along with all the doctors. And that's a struggle still, but I got a lot of job satisfaction out of sitting at the bench and just, I mean, the the clock spins around pretty fast when I'm tunneled into something. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's true about this industry is when you start your day, it's almost over. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. I, I I rarely get to lunch at 12 and I rarely quit at five o'clock. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I stop when I'm done with what I'm working on. There you go. Yeah. Well, Mel, we appreciate you sitting down, man. Thank you. Well, Hey, it's nice to have a talk with you. Uh, I hope it didn't babble on too much. No, we love it. Information. So. Uh, everybody's got a story i'm glad i can come down here to the dlat meeting a lot of good people down here that i've known for years and a lot of good companies that support the meeting and hats off to all those people i'm just one of the little splinters in the in the board (laughs) (laughs) awesome we'll enjoy the rest of the show okay elvis thanks a lot we'll talk to you later Using 3D printed Denka temporary resin is the easy, fast, clean, and accurate way of creating natural-looking temporary restorations using Denka temporary Crown & Bridge 3D print resin. This new temporary material is FDA-cleared, biocompatible, photocurable, and can be printed super fast. That patient can be temporized with the highest quality temporary crown that lasts a minimum of one full year in the mouth. Denka Crown and Bridge Temporary features excellent lifelike aesthetics and shade matching capability with Vita shades A1, A2, A3, A35, B1, B2, and Pleach. Denka Temporary Crown and Bridge Resin is validated for use with the Asiga Max, Asiga Pro 2, Asiga Pro 4K, and the Whitmix Verabuild printers. And it's also validated for the curing units Uvatron, Sunray 400, and Teleray 600, and the CureBox Plus. For more information, visit Whitmix.com. We appreciate your continued support of the podcast, Whitmix. A big thanks to Jason, Bianca, and Mel for sitting down with Elvis and I live, but not live, at the D-Lab meeting. We really enjoyed talking to the people live. It was really great. We did it on a Saturday. I thought it was going to be a long Saturday, but it was amazing. But we can't wait until we can do it in person. And again, a huge thanks to the good folks at the DLAT who put on the conference and helped us connect so we could talk to all these great people. Even huger thanks for the 10th time to Keith Wilson, you are amazing, and the Argon Corporation for providing the space and for lining up the people. It was a huge success. Next year, we are hopefully going to be there in person. Yeah, let's make sure us recording remotely live doesn't become the new norm. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Don't even say that. Stop it. Knock on wood. All right, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time off. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Or is that just you being cute?